0: This is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. The newly expanded child tax credit could be a game changer for a lot of American families. The American Rescue Plan increased the child tax credit by $1,000 to $3,000 per child for children over the age of six. And it increased the credit to $3,600 for children under the age of six. Poverty experts and advocates say this is one policy decision that could lift millions of children out of poverty, cutting the childhood poverty rate by 40% or more. But there's some confusion out there about who's eligible, how much families can get based on income, and how to make sure families do what they need to get their benefits. Here to talk about all of this is U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow. Debbie, welcome back to Detroit Today.
1: Stephen, it's great to be with you. I hope you had a wonderful 4th of July.
0: I did, and I know that you did because uh, I saw you on TV lots uh, up north <laughs> <laughs> with the president. Yep,
1: yeah, it was fun <laughs> to spend uh, time with President Biden up in the uh, City area. And it was, I told him, pure Michigan day.
0: Yes, yes, it looked, it looked really wonderful. And in a little bit, I'm going to want to ask you some about uh, about that visit and what you talked about. But let's sure. start with the child tax credit. The IRS has said it is going to launch a portal to sign up for this uh, child tax uh, uh, credit, these payments this month. Uh, talk about what's happening with that and who needs to sign up for these payments.
1: Whoops! Can you hear me? I'm yep, in a. I a, can hear you. I'm driving. I'm. We're driving on I-96, and <laughs> yep.
0: Nine. We may have
1: worse cell service, so I. <laughs> I will. I will be talking. I think I heard what you have. Yeah. A, it's, whoops,
0: it's about this IRS portal.
1: You mentioned. Yes. This okay. Spot on the IRS site. It's um, childtaxcredit.gov. Just go or type in childtaskcredit.gov, and you can sign up or get the information that you need. The good news is that if you received um, the $1,400 check, uh, that the IRS already has your information and you don't need to do anything. The, um, depending on the number of children that you have and the, and the taxes you have filed in the past, uh, you will begin getting uh, a monthly uh, payment or reimbursement for the tax cut starting next week on July 15th. So if you haven't uh, earned enough money to actually have to file taxes in the, in the last two years, then you need to make sure... One of the parts of this, Stephen, is that in the past, Folks who needed it the most, um, low-income folks, you know, working folks, but, uh, you know, they're making $15,000, $20,000 a year as a couple um, don't have to file for taxes below the poverty line, but they haven't been able to get the child tax credit that was already in law. So folks who need it the most got no benefit. We've changed that. As you said, we upped the amount of the credit. We've added 17-year-olds as well. And we've said that you can be a part of this, sign up for this, by going to (coughs) childtaxcredit.gov. Excuse me. Even if... uh, (coughs) Sorry about that. <clears throat> all, of okay. I, all of a sudden, I I can't talk. But even if you can't, um, uh, even if you haven't had to sign up to pay your taxes, so starting next week, July fifteenth, um, if the IRS has your bank account information and you you know filed your taxes are in the system, you will be able to receive <clears throat> three hundred dollars for any child in your family under age six. And two hundred and fifty dollars for every child between age six and seventeen, and that will happen every month through the end of the year. Mm. And and
0: so there's some confusing reports about whether some people will need to pay some or all of these payments back. Can you talk about what that's what that's about?
1: Sure. Well, the the credit for the year um, is. $3,000 $3,000 or $3,600 if your child is under age 6. And first of all, so the, the payments will be monthly until the end of the year. The rest of it you will get when you file your taxes. But they will look to see whether or not um, they're basing it, first of all, on uh, the fa- taxes you filed for last year, 2020. Um, or 2019, but most people 2020. So if it turns out in 2021, you had additional income, uh, you were above the uh, the cap of $150,000 for a couple, or about it's about $112,000 for um, a single head of household, there may be some adjustments there. So it's, for some folks, whose income radically changed, or maybe um, you, your child is no longer with you. They're 17, but um, left, with, you know, no longer dependent when they're 18. So there, for some folks around the margins, there could be adjustments when you do your taxes. For the majority of people, if the number of children you have hasn't changed, if your income hasn't gone above... The maximum for a couple of one hundred and fifty thousand, then there would be no repayment. So it just depends on the individual. Mm-hmm.
0: So I, I want to talk a little about the dramatic effect this will have on on child poverty, decreasing it by forty percent is what some estimates are saying. That's that's a dramatic change uh, in the in it's the huge. way that 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 we operate in this country. I, I you know I I, I just. It, each time I see it, I'm like, "What took us so long?" I guess to get to the point. If it was this easy uh, to reduce child poverty like that, um, why haven't we done it sooner? But, but talk about what that means for other kinds of policy decisions that we need to make if we don't have as many kids living in in poverty.
1: Well, Stephen, you raise I think the most important questions question which is what are our values what do we think is important Mm -hmm. Um, I've been trying to get the child tax credit increased and make it what they call refundable so low-income families could receive it now for years when uh, the Republicans did their big tax uh, cut for wealthy folks back in 2017 Um, I tried with some Democratic colleagues to increase you know and make uh, make the child tax credit available for low income families at that time and there just wasn 't um, the bipartisan support that was needed to be able to do it. it just wasn 't viewed as as important um, and so we 're now in a situation with President Biden and majority in the House and the Senate of Democrats, and this is important to us, mm-hmm. and so we wanted to make it. One of the first things that we did. And how does this affect everything else? Well, think about right now, even coming out of the pandemic, um, uh, moms and dads uh, with children are trying to determine uh, when they go back to work. Can they go back to work? Uh, maybe they lost their child care center or uh, their babysitter during the pandemic. What are they going to do? Um, having additional support is not going to only help them pay for food and clothing and the shoes that continue to be outgrown, it seems like, every month, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, the, um, but make choices about work, make, make choices about, you know, being able to, to provide um, safe, uh, you know, affordable child care for their children. And so there's, there's a whole range of reasons. Why wouldn't we want... I mean, I've seen numbers that put it even higher than 40%, close to half. Uh, Why wouldn't we want to do something that would lift, you know, uh, close to half the children in our country out of poverty? I would think that would be pretty important to do. um, And just for minimal changes that allow uh, low-income folks working hard every single day, probably two jobs, you know, three jobs, uh, before the pandemic Um, why wouldn't that be a priority i mean i guess that's more my question Um, it's a priority for us and we want to make it permanent this is not a permanent change but um, i'm hoping that there'll be so much support and people will see the benefits of it that we're going to be able to extend it and eventually make it permanent yeah
0: yeah okay i want to switch subjects before we run out of time and talk about uh, your conversations with President Joe Biden on his trip up north uh, this weekend, he was touring a cherry farm among among other things. It was really cool to see the president doing very Michigan things. Uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> other than going was. to an auto plant, which they all seem right. to do, right? Um, but but uh, I, I'm hopeful that you were able to talk to him at least a little about this infrastructure deal uh, and uh, what what what's going to be in it. Uh, is it enough? to deal with the things that uh, we are seeing all around us uh, just crumbling, uh, especially here in Michigan?
1: Well, Stephen, I actually uh, absolutely did talk to him about what's happening, and it is connected to what has happened with uh, the horrible flooding and everything else that's happening, which is a broader you know, question of, of how – uh, how all of this and the erratic behavior and the weather and everything's happening and, but I talked about how people have been hit and, um, and the help, uh, that, that not only families are going to need, which of course he'll do everything that he possibly can to support us, but also how our infrastructure needs are changing. And part of this legislation is about creating what we call more resiliency, meaning bigger water pumps and systems that are going to handle this uh, flooding and hurricanes and, and you know, all of the storms and, and high it, highs that are higher and lows that are lower and all of it. And we've got um, a lot of work to do to really build up the water system, the sewer system, the roads, the bridges, um, and make them tougher to all these changes. And so we talked about that, the bipartisan agreement that he's um, come to and is very enthusiastic about is certainly a piece of it. It's not all of it. Um, it. It addresses part of the needs. And then we need to address the rest of it by um, doing an effort through uh, the budget, because there's an awful lot that needs to happen to to tackle this climate crisis so we can slow all this down. And we also have more infrastructure needs like broadband. You know, we were up in Traverse City where rural broadband is a big deal trying to be able to communicate, whether it's in Detroit or whether it's up in uh, rural northern Michigan. You know, we've got to make sure that, that people are connected, and that's infrastructure. So um, we've got more to do there, more to do in other areas to broaden out beyond what's called a typical traditional uh, infrastructure, although the traditional part is critical, too. So we it's really a one-two step, mm-hmm. and uh, the bipartisan agreement I support, and I think it's terrific that the president was able to come together and get the agreement but then we have to continue to meet the the other needs, you know, of the future that are right in front of us. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, uh, Senator Debbie Stabenow, Democrat from here in Michigan, it's always great to have you here with us on uh, Detroit Today. Thanks so much for joining us.
1: Absolutely. Take care. Yeah, have we'll a great day. Yeah, talk with you soon. Yeah.
0: Okay, that is going to do it for us today. Remember that uh, we're going to get our – Book Club started in earnest next week with the first episode and that it is going to run all summer through Constitution Day in early September. If you want to get more information, you can go to WDET.org slash Constitution and you can still get a free copy of the Constitution and sign up uh, at the WDET Book Club group page on Facebook. That's going to do it for us today. I will be back tomorrow, and I hope you will, too. We're going to talk about the federal government extending the eviction moratorium for one more month. We're going to talk with a local expert about what that means right here in Michigan and what is going to happen when that moratorium ends. This is 1019 WDETFM, Detroit's NPR station, your connection to news, music, and conversation. We'll talk again tomorrow.